0: Let us pray. O Lord, may my words be thy words, and where they are different, give your wisdom the people to know the difference. Amen. Amen. In today's gospel, Jesus and his disciples find themselves in Bethesda, a city on the northern tip of the Sea of Galilee. Bethesda, or Bethsaida, in earlier times had been a quiet fishing village, at the mouth of the Jordan River. In fact, the name Bethsaida means house or place of fishing. By now, it was a thriving town, a place of busy commerce. There must have been crowds of people there because Jesus took the blind man outside the town to heal him. The first thing we learn about the man is that he had friends because they bring the blind man to Jesus and implore him to heal their blind friend. It seems that when we are in greatest need, our dearest friends appear. Today's Gospel passage falls right in the middle of the Gospel of Mark. It begins a larger narrative that runs from chapter 8 to chapter 10. The two chapters are bracketed by stories of Jesus granting sight to two men, At the beginning of the passage, he heals the unnamed blind man in Bethsaida, and at the end, he heals blind Bartimaeus. The passage seems to point to the spiritual blindness of the disciples who really didn't seem to know who Jesus was. The physical blindness of these two blind men serves as a metaphor for the spiritual blindness of Jesus' disciples, and that might well include us. In fact, Jesus wants to address our blindness both as individuals and as a society. On another occasion, before he heals someone, Jesus says to him, do you want to be healed? Now, when I was a child hearing this story, I thought, with all due respect, Jesus, this is a silly question. (laughs) But the older I get the more I see that it's not a silly question at all because sometimes, frankly, the answer is no. No, Jesus, I don't want to be healed. Now, why on earth would a person who is ill not want to be healed? Why, indeed. But you and I probably know the answer to that. Sometimes the familiarity of illness is easier than the liberation of health. After all, life is going to be different after I'm healed. Healing might lead me to recognize more fully the Lordship of Jesus, and I might be called to change my life. I worked with a priest in California who was famous for his one-liners. Among my favorites was one, don't apologize, I'd rather be mad. (laughs) Sometimes we prefer anger to forgiveness, security to risk, comfort to growth, and Jesus is very likely to call us out for that. Have you had a close friend who was blind? If so, you know that there is a great deal to be learned from them. My friend Sheridan developed early-onset macular degeneration in her 20s. She moves around independently with amazing agility through the streets of Washington, keeping a busy schedule of consulting and spiritual direction. She refuses to be limited by her lack of sight. Right now, in fact, she's on a six-month spiritual retreat in Brazil, where she traveled by herself. Now, I suspected that she would have some marvelous insights about this passage, and she did. Here's what she said. The blind man must have questioned whether or not he was worth being healed. Because of the cultural rejection he had known, he wondered about his worthiness. Common, she says, to disabled people. Am I worthy of healing? Sheridan passionately feels that she's been healed in all sorts of ways, though her blindness persists. In fact, she has written a book called Losing Sight, Finding Vision, which describes how God has given her spiritual sight that she never had when she could see. She made this remarkable statement to me. My preference for inner peace, clarity, and feeling God's love is much more important than being able to see clearly what Sheridan is saying is that first she had to expect healing, and then she had to accept healing as God offered it. Back to our story. Presumably, the blind man wasn't taken to Jesus against his will, he willingly approached Jesus for healing. He had already asked himself the question Do you want to be healed? And the answer was yes because he approached Jesus boldly. I wonder what it was like for him to come gradually near to Jesus, knowing that he might be healed. It strikes me that he might have reflected on the possibility that his blindness, afflicting, to be sure, but also familiar, perhaps even comfortable, would be gone. How would his life change? Would he be expected to live with greater intention, with more faithfulness? Probably so. When Jesus heals us, there is new meaning to our lives, and there are also greater expectations. Every one of us in this chapel needs healing from Jesus in some way in our lives. In fact, we could see healing as a process that never ends. So if you don't feel completely healed, you have lots of company. Sisters and brothers, I submit to you that it is not only our individual selves that need healing, it's also our society. Our culture is sick and in desperate need of Jesus' healing touch. This is Black History Month, and racism is on the rise. To be sure, it's never gone away, but there is a virulent form of racism in our culture that is eating away at it like a malignant growth. Do you know the group National Policy Institute? If you don't, then they've been very successful because they are operating with great stealth. Here is the opening of their policy statement on their website, NPI. National Policy Institute, is an independent organization dedicated to the heritage, identity, and future of people of European descent in the United States and around the world. Can you read between the lines? They are white supremacists, pure and simple. Their leader is a handsome, well-educated young man in a Brooks Brothers suit, but his words carry the evil philosophy that the white race is superior. His followers give a Zieg Heil salute whenever he makes a particularly strong statement. Now, I am a mostly Caucasian person, and I can tell you that when I think of people like Sojourner Truth, Leontine Price, Willie Mays, Cesar Chavez, Viola Davis, Frederick Douglass, John Lewis. I don't feel superior at all, au contraire. The notion of white superiority is a serious lie. Why am I telling you this? Because this group has established its office right here in Alexandria, in the heart of Old Town. Friends, no matter who you voted for, the baptismal covenant is clear. If you believe what I'm about to say, answer loud with, I will with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? I <laughs> will Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I with Sisters and brothers, if we mean these words we've spoken, then there are times when we are participants with Jesus in healing, and that starts with identifying the disease. Out and about the LGBT group at Christ Church Alexandria three weeks ago walked the two blocks from the church to the headquarters of the National Policy Institute, leading a peaceful protest that gathered a 100 demonstrators. The group will repeat that action this coming Sunday at 1230 on the corner of King and Patrick, singing protest songs and holding signs that demonstrate our commitment to equality and justice. I pray that Jesus will use this action to identify the brokenness in our culture and then with his mighty hand to bring us to health. Our culture is ill and need of the healing hand of Jesus. First, we have to prefer health over illness, wholeness over brokenness, sight over blindness. As believers in this culture, we need to answer yes to the question, do you want to be healed? Then we need to trust in Jesus' power to heal. Afterward, we need to walk in the light of Jesus' presence, following him as Lord. And what about our individual lives? If Jesus were to heal that illness that we have lived with for so long, what would happen next? Would we find new liberty? No longer needing the energy that our illness required, would we discover a new dynamism in our lives? Would we walk more closely with Jesus, serving him more faithfully, living more fully into his likeness? And what about that favorite thing that we lose in being healed? Is new life in Jesus worth more? How about it? Is it time to be healed?